Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. Welcome to another Ask Me Anything episode. Today's question is, how do you know when it's time to switch companies? This is a really great question, and I really want you to think about it before you make a move. So I'm going to go ahead and give you some different ideas of the thought process that I would go through before I switch companies. I want you to know, first of all, though, that the grass isn't always greener. Sometimes the product looks like it's easier to sell. Sometimes the career plan looks like it's easier or more lucrative. And sometimes the company or the team culture looks more appealing. Any of those things might be true, but sometimes you're trading one thing for another. The first thing that I would do is make a list of the reasons that you're thinking about leaving your current company and then sit with that list for a day or so. Then when you come back to the list, look at each item and ask yourself two questions. The first question is, is there a way to change this so that I can stay? And the second question is, is this worth leaving and starting over for? One of the things on your list might be the comp plan. Maybe it's not as lucrative as you'd like, or maybe you don't like the structure of it. Is there a way to change it so that you can stay? Obviously, you can't change the comp plan, but you can change how you work with it. You can also look at how it changes as you promote. For example, if you aren't happy with the override commission you get from your team at your current title, will you be happy with the override commission you get at your next title or the title beyond that? Generally, commissions go up with each title. Plus, of course, your team will be bigger as you promote and you should make more money then. When you look at this, look at the requirements and the responsibilities for your future titles because they usually get bigger too. If the next title has a commission and requirement structure that you can live with, what can you do to promote as quickly as possible? Other common reasons for wanting to leave are when you don't feel like you're being supported by your upline or when the team dynamics and culture don't align with your values. So again, ask yourself, is there a way to change it so that you can stay? If you're just starting to feel this way, it might not be too late to have a conversation with your upline and you might be able to work out something where you'll feel more supported or more comfortable. Before you have that conversation, have a general idea of what you'd like in terms of support. Don't go into the conversation threatening to quit and don't start it by expressing your frustration. That's just going to put her on the defensive and neither of you will be happy at the end of the conversation. Instead, start the conversation by telling her that you want to grow and that you would like some suggestions on resources. She might offer to do one-on-one coaching with you or she might explain why she isn't offering team meetings right now. If you end the conversation with a plan, Set a date to assess it so that you can make changes if you need to. And then make sure that you hold up your end of the agreement. If she agrees to offer team meetings or to do one-on-one coaching, you have to show up to them and you have to do the work in between sessions. Now, if you don't want to have this conversation with your upline, then you have three other options for how to get more support. The first one is to see if her upline can support you. 
This might be a good option if your immediate upline is checked out of her business. Her upline knows this, and she might not have reached out to you to offer help because she doesn't want to step on your upline's toes. The second one is to build your team so that you can create the team support that you want. But I want you to keep in mind that your team isn't there to support you. You are there to support your team. But there's usually more support for leaders from the home office, and that might fill the void. The third option is to find a peer group and support each other. And this can be your sidelines. It could be your sister consultants. It could also be people outside of your company. My coaching programs are made up of people from a variety of companies, and some of my members have become friends and support systems for each other, even though they're not in the same company. You don't need your upline to support you to be successful, but you do need support, and you can create your own support systems. I'll probably do a whole episode on this because I think it's crucial for your success. When I think back to my days in the field, I learned just as much from my peers as I did from my uplines in the home office. And if I needed a pep talk or wanted to brainstorm an idea, my peer group was the first place I went. So even if your upline isn't the reason you want to leave, and even if you do leave, I would create a peer group in your current or in your new company anyway. If the answer to the question of, is there a way to change this so that I can stay, is no, then ask yourself, is this worth leaving and starting over for? If the answer is yes, think about how moving to a new company will change things. If you don't like the comp plan or the product of your current company, and you don't see a way to change things, and you decide that it's worth leaving and starting over for, look at the same situation with the companies you're considering. This might mean doing some research. You might stalk other consultants on social media and see how they're showing up. It might mean running numbers with a new comp plan. It might also mean doing market research on the products. If you decide you want to leave and you found a new company, then comb through all of those questions that you just asked yourself with that new company so that you can do a side-by-side comparison. If it turns out that you're not supported by your new upline at your new company, how can you create your own support? If it takes longer than you thought it would to promote to the level where you'll feel compensated, can you live with that for a while? Then I would ask myself all the other questions I would ask myself if I were considering joining any company. Do you like the product enough to be a faithful user of it and to be able to talk about it passionately? Is this the kind of product that your dream team will use? Look at the comp and the career plan. Do they seem solid? Do you think you'll be able to promote as quickly as you want? Are people promoting and is the company growing? What's the financial situation of the company? Is it financially stable and is there a plan for growth? Do the culture and the values of the home office, the field, and the team you're considering joining align with yours? Do they take their business seriously? Do they support each other the way you want to be supported? And what are the perks of the company? Can you earn the next trip? Can you get an invitation to the next leadership event? I would also look at the business model and how most of the field runs their businesses. Do they carry inventory? Do they do parties? And if so, how easy are parties to book and how much support does the home office provide in terms of supplies and host benefits? And then I would look at their policy and procedures. Do they have a non-compete? If you like to do vendor events, can you do vendor events the way you like to do them and still be in compliance? Then I would look at your current policy and procedures. And actually, I might even start there. If you have a non-compete with your current company, what exactly does it mean? When I left my second company and went to my last one, I had a non-compete that stated I couldn't recruit anyone from the company. 
If someone came to me, I could sign them, but I couldn't offer the opportunity to anyone who was still with the company that I just left. And I stuck to it. I made sure that all my conversations were in writing so that if there was any questions about who said what and when it was said or who initiated the conversation, I was covered. Other restrictions might be that you can't do any business with anyone that you met as a result of your business. And this means if you met someone at a party or a vendor event, you can't talk to her about your new products or your new company. In most cases, you'll be able to grow your new business within the restrictions of your current company's policy and procedure, but you want to know what you're working with before you switch. I know some people will tell you not to worry about it because it's a lot more work for your current company to come after you than it's usually worth. But I wouldn't take the chance of being a cautionary tale. If you're going to switch companies, I want you to do it with your eyes wide open and understand what you're walking away from and what you're getting into. Some people like to host a party first to get a taste of what it's like to work with their potential upline and get a feel from their friends and family about the products. Now you can do this if you want to, but the problem with that is that when you put it out there that you're thinking about switching, and then if you decide not to switch, you might hurt your future business. Plus your friends and family might say that they'll support your new gig, but they might not when it comes down to it. And you know, the faster you get out of your inner circle, the better you are anyway. I also wouldn't survey your current team and ask them if they'll follow you. This is going to put doubt in their heads about your current company, and they might not be able to get past their doubts even if you stay. However, I think it is a good idea to get a taste of what it's like to work with your new upline. And you can do this by hosting a party or by going to one of her events. And you can also do it by having a conversation with her. Another way people test the waters is by signing up for a new company while they're still with their current one. And if you're going to do this, make sure that you check both policy and procedure manuals to make sure it's something you can do. But if you're thinking about making this switch and going all in with your new company, I would resign from your old company and jump right into the new one. It's hard to split your attention. And if you want to earn your fast start program and start building a team, the more singularly focused you are, the better off you'll be. When you're ready to make the switch, create a statement that you can share with your team and your customers. The statement should be short and sweet and not say anything disparaging about your current company. So I would say something like this. I've loved being an XYZ consultant and serving my customers and team. And after a lot of thought, I've decided to take on a new adventure. When I look back at my time at XYZ, the friendships are what stand out the most. And I look forward to continuing our relationship. If you want to tell them where you're going, go ahead. Doing this will reduce the speculation and rumors and the need for lots of one-on-one conversations. If you want to invite them to your launch event, go ahead and do that too, assuming, of course, that you're allowed to do it per the policy and procedures. You'll also want to rehearse your answers to the questions that people who want the full story will ask. Keep your answers neutral. Make it about you and your family and wanting a change or a new adventure. Then I would make a list of people you want to offer the host and join opportunities to and start your new business by individually contacting them. When you do that, don't compare your new gig to the old one. They can draw their own comparisons. Let me wrap up by saying one more thing before you make the decision to switch. I want you to take a look at what you did with your current company to create the success that you have and the success that you want. If you want to switch because your current company just isn't working anymore, Really look at yourself and ask yourself if it's the company or if it's you. If you're struggling to get sales, book parties, and recruit, and you're not willing to change how you do your business, 
you're going to struggle to get sales, bookings, and recruits at your new company once the newness wears off. Direct sales is direct sales. If you aren't willing to work your business, you're going to get the same results at your new company, even if it's a ground floor opportunity and all of your friends and family say they'll support you. The grass on the other side of the fence might look greener now, but it still needs to be cared for. If you have any questions or need any more advice about this, then go ahead and send me a message or fill out the form and I'll go ahead and answer it on a future podcast. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.